Apple presents events at the Apple Store. All right, good evening. Let's welcome this evening's guest moderator, Casey Cipriani. Hi, everybody. So we're here tonight for uh, Far From Men, which uh, premiere or it's screening tonight at throughout the Tribeca Film Festival. Um, it's also now available on iTunes and VOD, and it opens May 1st at Cinema Village. Um, and to give you guys an idea of the film, we're going to show you a trailer. Il a fait quoi Il a tué un homme. Tu dois le livrer à Tingit. Je suis un citeur, Balducci. Ce sont les ordres. Je le ferai pas. Emmène-le. Sinon, ils te rateront pas en bas. Ton école où il n'y a pas de français, ils ne demandent qu'à la fermer. Darry Et qu'est-ce que tu fais sur le plateau <rire> Ma façon à moi de m'engager, c'est de faire la classe à mes élèves. On n'en est plus à apprendre à lire. On en est à vous foutre dehors. Lui Pourquoi tu t'occupes de lui des hommes qui se rendaient. C'est un crime de guerre. Tes frères sont peut-être morts ou partis, mais t'es vivant Mes parents étaient espagnols. Pour les Français, on était des Arabes. Et maintenant, pour les Arabes, on est des Français. Pourquoi tu l'as tué, ton cousin now, please welcome director David Olafen. Hello. Hello, hello. And Holly, who's going to help us out with some words. Yes. <laughs> because I don't speak English very well, so I will need help. In case you didn't notice, the film is in French. I hope you saw that. There were subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the film is, is based on the short story, uh, The Guest, by Albert Camus. That's, is that correct? Yes, correct. Can you tell me what drew you to that story? Uh, well... Uh, it's a very short story. It's uh, 12 pages. And uh, when I, I was reading this text for pleasure uh, and by, by luck, I was not looking for anything uh, reading the, that text. And uh, I've been very moved by the, by the text. So I tried to understand why I was so moved by, by a text written 60 years ago. And I think it's because it's very connected to uh, issues of uh, today's world. Uh, basically, uh, the, the fight is a confrontation between the uh, Occidental Western world and Arab world, Arab civilization. And uh, what are some of the themes that run throughout the story that you put into your film? Well, I think the, the main theme uh, is brotherhood, fraternity. 
but it's not, uh, I would say, not a Walt Disney brotherhood. <laughs> For me, brotherhood is not a magic word. Uh, I think the story tells how difficult it's to achieve uh, brotherhood and how fragile it is. Uh, and at least these two people uh, achieve to, uh, to make a bond together and to help each other. Uh, it's only two people, but uh, it's, a, it's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you approach adapting the screenplay from such a short story? Well, the shortness was not the, the main uh, problem. Uh, for me, the main problem was that uh, the short story is focused on, on a dilemma, on a moral problem. Uh, and it's not very cinematic. So I had to, to transform uh, internal conflict into violence, basically. So it's not exactly the same story because uh, uh, cinema needs other kind of conflicts than a, a short story. Right. And uh, another key change is that uh, the, the short story of by Albert Camus is completely focused on Daru, on the European guy. Viggo Mortensen's character. Viggo Mortensen's yeah. character. And the prisoner has no name, no background, and uh, I absolutely wanted to build a story about these two men, not only on the Darius character. So that was the main direction of my work of adaptation, um, trying to, um, to write a background and uh, a story for Mohammed and changing uh, Darius' character to make them more equal because I wanted the film to talk about brotherhood, as I said, and not about uh, paternalism. Uh, is it a, an English word? Patern paternalism? Ah, non, pas vraiment, mais... Uh... About uh, European uh, uh -huh. helping... Colonialism? Yes, colonialism. Or... So, did you go through different um, backgrounds for the prisoner character and then decide on one, or did you... All come up with one idea and then have it, it worked for your story? No, uh, really I've done a lot of little changes because my, my, my goal was to talk about brotherhood. So I, I tried to, to make this change in a consistent way. Uh, and uh, well, you know, in the short story by Albert Camus, there is no journey uh, throughout the desert. It's really, uh, a short story focused on Daru during the, the night they spent together in the school. So I had a, a lot of space, a lot of space to, to invent uh, Was that hard for you or, or did you find it easy to invent all of that backstory? No, it was not hard. It was a, a kind of relief because uh, I had to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would have been very difficult to adapt uh, The Stranger, which is a, a masterpiece. And uh, it was easier for me to, to, to be in, in the situation where I have to uh, invent things and to, to create a background. And uh, it was uh, more impressionant. Uh, 
less impacting. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now let's talk about um, your two actors. Uh, did you have them in mind as you were writing or did you approach them after you were finished writing? Well, for Viggo Mortensen, uh, it's, it's, it's funny because uh, when I wrote the script, uh, I was writing with, uh, well, his face helped me to write the, the script. Oh. Uh, because I was aware that it was a, a Western-like movie. And uh, I used his face to, to help me to write uh, uh, scenes, uh, violent scenes. Uh, oh, history uh, of violence? Yeah, because of history of violence, for instance, yes. Uh, because of the road, uh, because uh, uh, Hidalgo, uh, he made a lot of Westerns or Western likes movies. And uh, at that stage, I didn't know that he could speak French. Uh, so it was just an abstract uh, help for me. And when I said that to my producers, and they, they, they told me, but Vigo can speak French, uh, uh, well, I said, we should try. Uh, we should try because uh, for me, he was connected to the Spanish world. Uh, I've seen him in a film called uh, Capitana la Triste, which is a, a Spanish film where he speaks a perfect Spanish and I was looking for uh, a non-French actor. I was looking for a Spanish actor uh, because uh, it's one of the change I've, I've made. Uh, I, ch I changed the nationality of Dari because I wanted him to be an outsider uh, as Mohammed is uh, to, to, to make them more equal. So yes, I, I, I had uh, Viggo Mortensen in, my, in mind. Good thing he agreed to be in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Since you modeled the script after after him. And and the actor who plays Mohammed? Khedai uh, Kateb, yes, uh, I've, I had him as well in mind because oh. uh, I met him for my previous uh, feature film uh, for a, ro a role of a boxer, a professional box boxer. Uh, boxer. Uh, and uh, he has a lot of charisma. He, he couldn't box well enough to, to play <laughs> that part, but uh, I had uh, already in mind uh, Far From Man, and uh, I thought if this project uh, uh, moved forward, uh, I will propose the part to him, because he has a lot of charisma and a lot of talent. Uh, so There is um, a little bit of action in the film as well, so let's uh, go to our first clip because I think that's one of the more action-y scenes. The clip, you mean? Yeah. Sera con Barrier! What's up, Vito? So, to leave. Don't leave me. 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 Don
كل خلقك كلك أهدي ويهديك طلبة كل so, um, how did you approach, you mentioned a few minutes ago that Vigo didn't speak French. Um, how did you approach the, the languages in the film? Because uh, there are a, few, a couple of dialects different dialects in the film or yes uh, in Algeria in that time you you spoke French and Algerian dialect uh, Algerian Arab so so Vigo could speak French but uh, with a Canadian accent uh, so he had to improve his accent in French and to uh, to learn Arabic Algerian Arabic which was a big big deal and big uh, work for him so when he, he uh, accepted the role, he asked for one thing, time, time to prepare himself, time to work. And uh, he's done this work very well. Uh, he sp speaks French with no uh, Canadian accent and uh, thinks the Arabic is fine. And how about the Arabic for, for you in directing? Uh, yes, because I, I don't speak Arabic, uh, during Arabic, and, uh, but uh, it was not really a problem because uh, in that film there is not very much dialogues. Uh, the two characters are not very talkative. And uh, I think body language is more, for that film, more important than the dialogues. So it was not a big problem because they almost uh, speak, uh, uh, never, <laughs> they don't speak very, very much. I mean, and. Uh, it's, it was uh, my, my goal to, 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 uh, to have very spare dialogues. And uh, when we were preparing the film with Vigo Mortensen and Rida Kateb, we, we were reading the script and we were trying to, to find the dialogues which were not necessary. Uh, all the dialogues we, we could replace re by body language, uh, we, we, we cut them off. Uh, so that was... Uh, a common goal. And now the the story, the short story. But um, if, uh, excuse me. Oh, go ahead. But the language is, is, is it's important because uh, you you write uh, in that film. Uh, Vigo Vigo's character Daru speaks French, speaks Arabic, and speaks Spanish. Mm -hmm. uh, and the reason uh, for these three languages is because he has a very complex identity, and. Uh, he hasn't chosen really his identity. He doesn't know if he's French, if he's Algerian. He thinks he's Algerian, and during the, the journey uh, he makes with uh, Mohammed, he realizes that he's not Algerian. He realizes that he's not French. Uh, so I think these uh, different languages uh, participate to to the, the the main theme of the of the film. The, the problem of identity and the problem of uh, brotherhood. Uh. Related to that, um, is this period in history uh, of the Algerian War um, a controversial subject in, in France at all? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So how did you approach that as a filmmaker doing this story? 
Yes, uh, making this film, I was very afraid to, to raise controversy in France or in, or in Algeria, because it was not my goal. Uh, and uh, it, had, it has not been the case. Uh, it has been well uh, accepted, welcomed in France and in Algeria, uh, because I think the audience felt that it was not a, a political film, not ideological film. Uh, I think it's a humanistic approach about a chaotic situation, and it could be any war. Uh, and so it's, the goal of the film is not to explain uh, the Algerian war, and it is not necessary to, to, to know uh, things about this war to understand the film. Uh, my point of view, it's always the victim's point of view. You are in the victim's point of view of that war. Uh, and uh, <coughs> that's the way I connect this story to the current war, uh, the current wars and the current world. Uh, it's not to try to explain a, a war, just to, to try to be close to the victim's point of view. And so, but you didn't actually shoot in Algeria, is that correct? Yes, uh, I would have loved to shoot the film in Algeria. I've done a lot of scoutings there. Uh, and we had the authorization, so it could have been possible, but for security reasons or logistic reasons, uh, it would have uh, slowed down the the rhythm, the, the pace of, uh, the pace of uh, shooting. And we had no money to do that, so uh, we, we took this decision to, to shoot in the other side of the border. It's the same uh, mountain chain, it's the Atlas Mountains. Right. And, but it was easier uh, and faster to shoot in the American side of the, of the chain. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's too bad because it would have been uh, very relevant to shoot this movie in Algeria 60 years after the end of the war. Yeah. Well, the locations are stunning. They're beautiful. Um, how did you go about finding each of those little hill slope areas and those little ru ruined villages? So, as, uh, as I said, I had to, well, I decided to shoot in Morocco. And during the scoutings in Morocco, I, I tried uh, to be true to the Algerian mountains. Uh, I tried to, to choose uh, landscapes that could have been Algerian. Uh, that was my goal. I wanted to be true to the languages. So the, the Arabic which is spoken, spoken in the film, it's Al Algerian, not Moroccan, Moroccan dialect. Uh, I think it's, it's important to be true to geography, to history even if it's not a historical film, just to be credible and just to have a chance to, to uh, achieve a universal tale. I think you can achieve to be universal if you're true to the local things. Uh, so I try to do so. I'm not sure to, to, <laughs> to have managed it, but uh, it was my, my goal to be true to uh, Algeria. Uh, and that's why my that's uh, how I choose the the locations. Well, let's take a look at some more. Let's show the second clip. Hello, Francis. Morning. C'est le jeune que Balducci t'a amené hier, c'est ça? 
Oui. Son bétail a été égorgé. Qu'est-ce qu'il a fait Pourquoi Tu peux nous laisser. On s'en charge. Il n'a rien à voir avec ton bétail. Il a tué son cousin. C'est le seul qui se soit fait prendre. Laisse-le nous. Je suis désolé pour toi, René. Mais pas égorger tes bêtes. Toi, tu t'en fous, t'as pas de bêtes. Je m'en fous pas. T'as peur de te mettre mal avec tes amis, c'est ça Il est pour rien, je te dis. Tu comprends pas, Daru Laisse-le nous. Calme-toi, René, va nous le laisser. Fais ce qu'on dit, merde Et puis qu'est-ce que ça peut te foutre Hein D'abord, baisse ton Ta gueule, Daru Maintenant, tu vas m'écouter. Il a tué son cousin. Qui se monte avec Cheezer. Cheezer. Allez vérifier là-bas. Francis Tiens. Allez, partez. Il vous rejoint. Partez Je suis désolé pour ton bétail. Vraiment. So this is is this your second full-length feature film? Yes, absolutely. So tell me about a bit about your background as a filmmaker. How did you start out and... So before, I, I'm going to comment uh, oh, shortly this, this clip. Uh, it's a scene where the audience can understand that uh, Daru, the French school teacher, is rejected by his community. Uh, as Mohammed is rejected by his own community. So it's a story about two outsiders. And uh, it was important to me. Uh, it's not uh, a, a film talking about two communities uh, which is fighting against uh, which each, uh, each other. It's about two men, and they have no option. They have community for them. It's not a shelter because they are both rejected, so they are obliged to be uh, uh, fraternal uh, to reach to Friends. achieve fra brotherhood and fraternity. That you could talk all you want about it. <laughs> so tell, tell me about your, your, how you got started as a filmmaker. So, uh, well, I didn't study cinema. I didn't uh, uh, study in a, in a cinema school in France. Uh, I've, done, I've done a business school. Oh. <laughs> and uh, after uh, Hamburg, uh, Rembourser, comment dire, rembourser les emprunts. Uh, repay your After re re repaying my, my students' loans, ah. uh, I quit the job I was doing for, re for repaying my, uh, my students' uh, <laughs> loans in an uh, American film, uh, firm, uh, American company. Oh. Uh, and uh, I tried to work on, in, in cinema industry in France and uh, was basically assistant of a producer in a production company. 
which was producing uh, Archie films. And then after a few years, uh, I tried to write some short, uh, short movie scripts and uh, it uh, went well. So I, I direct my first short movie and uh, it has been quite successful in festival in France and, and, and so and so. I, I've done five short movies and then uh, my first feature film seven years ago, Neurotrouvaille in France. And, uh, it, was, it has been screened here, not, not in New York, but in Chicago, in the Chicago Festival. And now my, it's my second feature film. So it has been a long journey, as for Darwin, the, throughout the desert. <laughs> <laughs> now, do your short, did your short films, um, uh, what kind of um, environment were they in? Do, do you like to do things similar to this in history and in period pieces kind of things or what were what were your other no my short movies are basically about family family relationships and uh, complicated family relationships uh, especially between father and son okay. and sometimes with violence so there is a similarity with this one because it's very masculine uh, and can be violent but uh, it's not the same story uh, so, for your any future projects, what what other kinds of stories are you looking to tell? Uh, I would like to. Uh, I'm interested in 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 politics, in history, uh, but I will try to to make popular films, uh, like uh, for me. Uh, this one is a Western-like movie. It's a popular genre, but it talks about, uh, <clears throat> I think, politics and history and confrontation between uh, Western world and uh, Arab world. And it's important to me. Uh, I will try to do the same kind of things, same, same kind of blend between uh, art artistic uh, uh, ambitions and uh, popular uh, cinematic genre. This film is very, I'm going to use the word beautiful again, it's, it's just stunning to look at. Um, were there, are there any influences that you look to to create that kind of image, that kind of look of this film, or, or what other directors have influenced your Of career? course, of course. Uh, again, uh, I think it's a film inspired by other Western films, yeah. uh, American ones. Like, I don't know, uh, Little Big Man, for instance, Arthur Penn. I uh, particularly like uh, the kind of Westerns who uh, don't try to promote the American myth, but to attack the myth, uh, to show the contradictions of the American myth of the conquest of the West. And it's what I try to do with, with this one. Of course, it's not the same myth behind the film. It's, uh, I would say, the, European myth of the universalism, Europe bringing civilization to Africa, for instance, and, and the film tries to, to, to show that this myth is completely perverted and turned against the populations. And uh, so I loved this kind of American Westerns, uh, Heaven's Gate, a uh, lot of films. Uh, but I tried not to watch again these films before the shooting. Uh, it's yet an inspiration for me, but uh, I don't want 
me to copy or to imitate these films. But I like to uh, Kurosawa, for instance, uh, for the same reasons. Uh, so, um, were there any on your previous feature and your previous short films? Were there any lessons that you learned that you then applied to this shoot? Yes, of course. Uh, <laughs> it's, I think it's a job uh, where you learn all the time until the, uh, the end, I suppose. So I think I'm improving <laughs> uh, progressively. And uh, I, yes, I, I think uh, during this shooting, I try to, to give more space to the actors, more space to the music, more space to the landscapes. Uh, and I will try to give even more space to the actors next time, because it's uh, the way I want to work. Uh, it was very nice to work with Vigo he's very, and Aweda because they are two talented actors but very smart, very clever, uh, very committed and it's very uh, useful to talk with them before the shooting, to change things, to give them space. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to try this kind of uh, work, collaboration, more and more. And since you were in such a remote location, did that cause any problems during filming at all? Or yes, of course, but it's, it's good problems. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's uh, it's difficult to to, to shoot uh, in a desert. Right. Uh, it can be very cold, very hot. It's completely unpredictable, but uh, it has advantages too. Uh, it's uh, it, it was eight weeks of shooting, but it was tough, but it was... Eight weeks? Yes, but it was very nice. Uh, but you have to adapt yourself to the desert. Uh, for instance, we, for one scene, we needed fog. It's not easy to make fog, in a, with, um, even with uh, digital effects. So one day, uh, we had uh, sp splendid fog, and so we changed schedule, and we and we, we try to shoot that, that scene, and it's always like that in the desert. You're the real son of the sh shooting, it's not the director, it's the son. <laughs> <laughs> and we were running late uh, all the day to, to have the, the good light, the <clears throat> because we wanted the, the film to, to be beautiful, and to, to have uh, the, the best light we, we could. And there's one scene with incredible rain, an incredible rainstorm, was that did you plan around that, or did you just have to insert that into that scene? No, the, the, the rain is a, is a mix between two effects, uh, ah. digital effects and uh, set effects with a, a big shower. Basically, the rain, uh, which is falling on the characters, on the actors, is real water uh, with a big shower, and, uh, <laughs> and the the rain is uh, exaggerated by digital effects. So it's a, it's a mix of two kind of effects. Like, like the wind, the storm, it's the same kind of uh, blend, uh, mix. And for the rest of the cast, um, did you use local actors or did you bring in people from well, other we, places? No, I, I tried to be true to the Algerian dialect, so we had to to hire Algerian actors, even if, if we were shooting in Morocco. Ah. So I work with French actors and with Algerian actors, not with Moroccan actors. 
Okay. Uh, because it's not exactly the same dialect. Gotcha. We're going to open it up to audience questions now, and we've got mics on either side, so just raise your hand if you have a question. Uh, hi. <laughs> Do you ever think of doing a comedy, or is that out of the realm of possibility considering the films you made in the past? Yes, uh, I would love to do a comedy. Oh, really? Uh, yes, yeah. uh, I've done one. My first uh, short movie was a comedy. Uh, uh, a dark comedy, but a comedy. And uh, I think it's great to do comedy. It's uh, even more difficult, I think, uh, to, to make a good comedy. So it seems like this film is uh, doing a little bit to debunk certain myths, like you said, the myth of universalism and the European universalism. And also, I mean... With the Algerian war, you know, on one side, on the Arab side, they have one view of it, and the French have a very different view. Uh, was that what you were trying to achieve, was to try to sort of take apart that myth or deconstruct it in some way by, through these two characters? And uh, could you elaborate about how, what you saw the two characters uh, addressing in terms of that war and what's going on now a little bit more? Well, for me, uh, in that film, uh, Algerian war, it's a, it's, a, it's a background. It's not the, the main theme of the film. It's, it's not an explanation of that war. Uh, it's not necessary to know things about that war to understand the film. Uh, and uh, I want it that way because uh, it's a, if it has been an explanation of that specific war, uh, it would not have been connected to what is it's important to me, the, the today's world. Basically, I think it could be any world, because we are always on the victim's point of view. Uh, and it's... Uh, when I shoot violence, violence scenes, I try to be, as you see in the first clip, in, in the victim point of view. You don't understand very well what's uh, what's going on, and there is other scenes like that in the film. Uh, I, I, I try to tell a story of two men which have no option to get shelter in their own community in a chaotic world. What happens when your country uh, falls into war? Uh, and it's a very dramatic situation uh, and for these two characters they have only their, their own values uh, to try to, to find out a solution. It's what I'm trying to do, it's, it's uh, a film about uh, brotherhood, it's about uh, humanity, humanities, uh, humanism, it's a film trying to, to, to show how difficult it's to have a humanist approach of a conflict. Uh, because this kind of approach, humanist approach, uh, is not very powerful in a short term view. Uh, and it's the, the only option, the only solution for me. The, the story tries to tell that thing, that uh, humanism is not terrible. Euh, n'est pas entendable, n'est pas l'humanisme n'est pas c'est pas le discours qu'on écoute dans ce cas-là. Okay, it's not about humanism. No. Uh, le discours qu'on a. I think humanist uh, approach. It's 
not accepted in, in chaotic situations. Nobody wants to have this kind of uh, talkings, uh, and it's the only way to, to find a solution. And it's what they are both these two characters experiencing uh, during this film. So again, uh, excuse me, it's a very long uh, answer to a very <laughs> short question, but uh, it's, it's not about war. It's about the effect of war about, uh, on two men. <laughs> Hi, uh, so I've read this story actually several years ago and I'm a fan of Camus, and so I'm really interested in seeing it. Um, and one thing I really love about him is that he blended storytelling and his philosophy so seamlessly. And I was wondering if you feel this is more of, uh, you know, trying to adapt Camus to the, to the film or if you are kind of using him as a structure to maybe get your own points across or a mix thereof. Uh, it's a very <laughs> interesting question. I think it's a, it's a mix of uh, all of that. Uh, you know, uh, the short story by Albert Camus is inspired by a, uh, a real story. So himself, he has been inspired by, uh, uh, well, a real story in, in the 30s in Algeria. Uh, a prisoner has been escorted for miles and miles uh, behind a horse and, and French uh, communists uh, have been very shocked by that and uh, there had been a, a solidarity with that prisoner. Well, So Daru himself uh, has been inspired by a real story and I, I think uh, I try to, to readapt that real story in, with my point of view. Uh, Using, the, using Camus as well, using the short story by Camus, using as well uh, what he wrote in the 30s about Algeria, because he wrote in, uh, in the 30s uh, uh, Algerian chronicles, uh, which uh, are texts very important politically, where Camus says that uh, the colonial French system is absolutely unfair, that uh, it's going to collapse because people are starving, and uh, <clears throat> I use that kind of text to, to write the middle of the script uh, when they are throughout this desert. Uh, they are crossing uh, villages. <clears throat> so yes, I used Camus. Yes, it's a readaptation of, the, uh, of that story. So it's a mix between the, the two, you know. Uh, but as well, it's different because it's, it's cinema. It's a movie. And uh, Daru's story was focused on a dilemma about an ethic problem. So you had to transform that to, 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 to make a, a movie story. Hi. Hi. Um, so I don't know if it was the sound, but I didn't notice um, a music score. I'm a musician, so it's the first thing I catch on to when I, when I watch film. And I was wondering if... Um, that was purposeful or if a minimal use of music was um, intentional in telling the story because you know in watching the scenes it was a really intense I mean I noticed the lack of music and I know that a lot of filmmakers use it kind of to prop up that intensity but um, you ha you got the intensity across without it and I was wondering if that was a purposeful decision I'm very happy you you asked this question because uh, yes there is cool and, and there's a uh, 
a very, for me, important score by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. It's a great uh, score. It's very, it's very beautiful. I've been very happy to work with them. And uh, you write uh, in that two scenes there is no music. Uh, I've been very happy to work with Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Uh, they're not used to, to work with directors they, they don't know before. So we had to talk a lot before the, show, the shooting to, to be sure that we were talking about the same thing. <clears throat> and uh, so we, we talked a lot about the function of the music on, on the film. And we decided that uh, music, the score, uh, should not emphasize the violence, that the focus of the music should be the relationship between the two characters. So. There is no music on the violent scenes, no music on the emotional scenes. Uh, if you see the, 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 the movie, you will see that uh, there is a quite spare score, which is very harsh at the beginning of the story, when the relationship between Daru and Mohammed is quite difficult. And then, when this relation softens, the music becomes more melodic, and at the end of the film, it's very, very classic and melodic. And uh, it was very in interesting for me to, to work with uh, these two artists, not only because of the music they, they've done, uh, but as well because thanks to these conversations, talkings before the shooting, uh, I realized that the, the, the center of that story was really the evolution of the relationship between the two characters and the function of the music is to accompany, accompany uh, this evolution. And I know the, the score, the soundtrack will be released uh, in May uh, by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Great. Well, thanks very much for coming out, everyone. Go see Far From Men. Thank you. Excuse me for my English. And oh, it was <laughs> great. Pardon, je suis pas laissé.